Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Uh, <clears throat> Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area, at renterswarehouse.com, Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out and make them a part of your car buying process in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So this kind of happened organically yesterday when Zach made a comment on the show talking about Harold Landry and a potential franchise tag or long-term deal, how the Titans might be able to best use the franchise tag if, in fact, that is the direction they want to go. And then somehow we landed on a quick comment about Mike Gesicki and Zach really liking Mike Gesicki as a Titans free agent target to fix the tight end issues because all three Titans tight ends that played considerable snaps last year are unrestricted free agents. Jeff Swaim led the team in snaps. Uh, then after that was Michael Pruitt, who had his season ended early with a really gruesome leg injury. Uh, we'll have, he'll have a long rehab with that. And then also uh, a disappointment of the year candidate for the Tennessee Titans, Anthony Ferkser, was third in total snaps from the Titans tight ends last year, made the most money. Of all the Titans tight ends. Who is, oh, man, I just had a really good question. More disappointing, Julio Jones or Anthony Ferkser? I think we've had uh, that conversation, but, you know, that's, you know, I don't know. If, it's free content for the next couple of days right there. Right. See, I, don't tell me I didn't, it didn't help the show over the next no, couple we, of days. I think we've, I think we've literally had Ferkser, that. Ferkser or Julio, that's a tough yeah. one. Well, they've just, I think the problem with, with that was, the Titans basically just completely ignored that position, that position that they valued so much for so long. Like this was the year that they just were like middle fingers, double birds to the tight ends. We don't care about you. We're going to pay up a million and change. That's all. They didn't value it at all. And it came back and they, it, bite, it bit them in the ass. It did because they got zero production out of that position and Austin, what helps you the most when you have wide receiver problems? Tight ends. And they didn't have that when they had all those wide receiver issues because of injury. So, man, it, this I don't know whether it's a learning lesson. I don't know whether they're going to change their course of action and the way they approach the, the offensive side of the football with that position. But, man, they completely ignored it this year. Right, they did. And so uh, on a com, you can read – uh, where Tennessee Titans predicted to land Miami Dolphins free agent tight end Mike Gesicki. That was written over the weekend after uh, Miami Dolphins longtime beat writer Omar Kelly predicted that the Titans would get the splash signing and go after Gesicki. He just simply tweeted out uh, Saturday morning. Uh, he said, Gesicki is going to Tennessee. Remember, I said it. Uh, so uh, that was in response to somebody asking him, any bold thoughts regarding uh, Mike Gesicki or any other Dolphins free agents? So Mike Gesicki and the Titans was what Omar Kelly thought. Now Steven says that he Steven Steven's the guy 
who brought up Mike Gesicki even before Omar Kelly. So noted NFL analyst Steven brought up uh, Mike Gesicki and the Titans before anybody else. Just wanted to give that credit out there to Steven watching the show on YouTube. But Zach, I want to hear your sales pitch on why Mike Gesicki and the Titans is something that absolutely should happen this offseason in free agency. Well, I've already kind of started with it. It's because they ignored the position and got zero production out of their tight ends. When I talk about zero, I mean, Ferkser scored his touchdown on a fumble, right? I mean, well, that did, no, he had two pass. He had actually two receiving touchdowns, and that one was in a different category. So he had three total uh, receiving touchdowns or three total touchdowns. Yeah, and that's, pu- that's putrid for being the starting tight end one. But he wasn't one. the tight end one. He was tight in three. If you go off of snaps, uh, who then? Who was tight in one? Jeff Swaim, according to the snaps, he also yeah. scored three tight ends. All all tight ends scored three touchdowns apiece. Swaim three, Pruitt three, and then Ferkser had the two plus the one fumble recovery. Imagine if you actually had an adequate receiving tight end, a guy who could run routes and get open and help Ryan Tannehill, who appears to continue to be here based on what John Robinson, John Robinson said this offseason. Gasicki, I love Gasicki in the ability to catch the football. Austin, I told you and everybody else about A.J. Brown long before he was drafted the Tennessee Titans. And the number one thing I said, he's a hands catcher. That's what Gesicki is as well. He can go over the top of linebackers. He can go in tight spaces, grab, grab. I mean, I've seen this guy, and because I watch all of NFL football, unlike a lot of people who just watch Red Zone. I've seen Gesicki's uh, basically climb to where he is and he's going to be at the forefront of free agency, it does make a struggle based on uh, value of tight end or lack thereof last year. Are they going to overcompensate and really value it this year? I don't know how the Titans feel about that. But based on our conversation also yesterday, Austin, we both don't think that Harold Landry is going to be back with the Tennessee Titans because of cost. You have to put that somewhere else. And I think that you have to give Ryan Tannehill more help. Julio Jones, you cannot count on. You cannot, I do not believe you can count on Julio Jones being the Julio Jones that you actually traded for for the rest of his career. I'm not saying he can't improve on the really bad season he did last year, but Ryan Tannehill also works a lot better when he does have a receiving tight end. We've seen that in the last couple of years. Let's talk about your boy, Todd Downing, and how bad he was when he didn't have a tight end and what he should have learned from Arthur Smith with a tight end. Look into the contract situation, the the free agency of where the tight end position is. If you franchise tag a tight end, he's going to get about $10 million. Johnu Smith got 12.5 last year. So you're in that range. I think this is a offensive weapon to help Ryan Tannehill get back to where he was, not in 2021, but in 2020. And, okay, so- Troy, you're absolutely right. I do like saying Gasicki. I'm sick for Gasicki. All right, so that's Zach's sales job somebody said it's a bad sales job on a wednesday but that is zach's sales job for the titans to target who said that uh i have to scroll back up it was previous comments so let's see if i can find it 
um, as the comments are flying in. It was right at the beginning of your situation. It was uh, ah, so Justin. he didn't even get through my sales job. Yeah, because I asked. Yeah, it, it was a bad right, sales so, job well, for so Justin. Reassess. What do you think now? Are you pro? This is just to Justin. This is not to the chat. Okay. Justin, how now that you've actually listened to the pitch? Are you pro or are you against? Is that a bad sales job? This is just Justin. Well, I, I don't want anybody think... else's opinion. I am targeting Justin. You can't say bad sales job before the sales job starts. No, you can't. That's why we call it bad sales job. It's because he thinks that the Mike Gesicki and the Titans is a bad sales job. Let Justin job. speak for himself. Hey, look, he's got the floor. Okay. All right. That's fine. We will, uh, we will, we will, um, <laughs> Max says no one is buying Zach's sale unless it's 20% off. <laughs> so that is Zach's sales pitch on Mike Gesicki and the Titans. Let's see what you guys think. And we'll wait on Justin's answer as well. Are you for or against the Titans going after Mike Gesicki in free agency? Are you for or against the Titans going after Mike Gesicki in free agency? But real quick, let me tell you guys about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who you should trust and know who you should turn to to get you back to health so you don't fumble on your recovery. Boneandjointtn.org. They've got over a dozen doctors there at their facility in Franklin that specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly have. They will help you get back, state-of-the-art rehab facility as well. And they have satellite campuses in Nolensville, Brentwood, and in Thompson Station, for your convenience, check them out, boneandjointtn.org. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube and like our Facebook page. But for, man, now I'm actually thinking about BetMGM. Should I put a future on the 49ers? Because if Brady goes there, now my $10 Monday bets, I that probably is good money. And if Brady goes there, then it's a completely different story. That's the kind of uh, ability that you have with BetMGM. Download the app today, your first bet completely, completely risk-free up to $1,000 for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports right there on the screen. That's ATOZ Sports on BetMGM. All right, so are you for or against the Titans targeting Mike Gesicki uh, as a free agent tied in addition? Let's scroll to the top and to see what people are saying. I see Bobby says against. He's probably going to be the highest paid tight end in a deep tight end market. I don't think the Titans will get in that bidding war. Interesting there. Uh, Justin says neutral, doesn't block well enough. Demetrius says Vrabel is not down with a gesickness. <laughs> the gesickiness, I guess. Uh, Houston says, uh, what about Ruckert from Ohio State? Hey, Big Ten Jeff is not the one bringing up an Ohio State prospect in the draft. But Houston, we'll talk about tight ends in the draft at some point later on. Uh, Drell says he's against Gesicki. Um, and then Steven says for Gesicki. Uh, Jeff says for the player against the price. Robert says for Gesicki. David says depends on how much the cost is. Um, against uh, is MB. Uh, Chris says Gesicki will make the Titan group athletic, unlike these bums the Titans ran out last year. <laughs> Chris, that's in the running for love of the show. That's I love that funny. comment. Pretty funny. Uh, four from uh, Hot Doobie on YouTube. Uh, R three says four. Jason says four. How do you go get the money? Uh, Nicholas says against. Smash says four. Most complete tight end available. I completely disagree about Mike Gesicki being the most complete tight end available. Okay. Um, 
Mikey's is four, but he's one or two for uh, for tight ends this offseason. Will they lend the money uh, against for Lou Man, against for Demetrius? Uh, Ryan says against because he doesn't feel what the Titans want to do offensively, period. Uh, well, Brandon all, the says, Titans don't know what they want to do offensively, period. Well, I, if you listen to Mike Vrabel in his uh, postseason press conference on Locker Room Cleanout Day, he talked about how important it is for the tight ends to be a part of everything the Titans do offensively, which with Derrick Henry in the backfield is running the ball a lot. And the Titans do want to run the ball a lot. And what is Mike Gesicki? Mike Gesicki led the NFL tight ends in routes ran from from wide receiver or the slot position. Mike Gesicki might as well be a wide receiver more than a tight end. Well, why did he have to do that? Austin is it because the Dolphins were what tell me one in seven to start they were playing from behind and they had to pass the ball quite a bit so you also have to know why that was the the, the stat right, but that's also Mike Gesicki's skill set like that, it, the numbers are ridiculous but they asked now. him to do that Hold so on. you can't sit there and say he's a wide Zach, receiver when they asked him to do that because of the position they were in this isn't this isn't about the Dolphins being behind so much that they had to throw the ball. It's the, it's the, it's the, how ridiculously well, lop, hold on. It's how ridiculously lopsided Gesicki's numbers were. Gesicki ran only 7% of his routes were from the inline tight end position. 7%. 91% was run from out wide or in the tight end or in the slot spot. So Mike Gesicki lopsided completely when it comes to where his routes are run from. He also cannot block. He does not he does not block very well at the end of the line or in the run game or from the slot. And you know the Titans value their tight ends and their wide receivers in blocking schemes. And the, the chat is right. Mike Gesicki is considered one of the top tight end targets in free agency. I mean, if you look at the stats alone, he had uh, the thir- of the tight end free agents. He's only behind Dalton Schultz in Dallas and Rob Gronkowski in New England uh, in Tampa and receiving yards from free agent tight ends. He had two touchdowns. He had a lot of targets. He played a lot of snaps. Mike Gesicki was fourth among free agent tight ends in the amount of snaps that he played this past year. But my God. It's so lopsided that he can't block in the tight end. He wasn't asked to block. He can't block. He, was, Zach, he wasn't asked to block. That's what Mike, Mike Gesicki is a receiving tight end threat. That's what he excels at. And he is the Titans not a had zero guy. of that last year. Not one iota. Zero. They overcompensated. They literally said, like, Ferkser was not a starting tight end in the NFL. That guy's a third-string guy. Michael Pruitt is a third-string guy. Jason Swaim. Jeff Swaim. Jeff Jeff Swaim is a third-string guy. All of them are are trash. Again, loving the show, I'm just going to give it to him. The guy who called him bums. All three of them. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm not talking about the good bum. I'm talking about bad bums. They were awful. And it showed. It showed when they needed him the most. They need a receiving tight end. When Tannehill actually had a receiving tight end, he thrived. Look at Johnny Smith's first five games before Zach, Taylor Lewan got towards ACL. Zach, let's talk about Johnny Smith. What do I always say 
about Jonu Smith in the Titans offense? What is my go-to? The first five games, though, he was asked to be a receiver and was able to be wide receiver. After that, he couldn't because they had to block. It was just the situation. You have multiple tight ends on your roster. Now, the Titans have zero, but you do. You have usually receiving tight ends, and you have blocking tight ends. That notoriously has been it. Sometimes you have hybrids. Jonu Smith was a hybrid. And you know what? But here's the thing, Austin. It took him a couple of years after he was drafted out of FIU to actually become that. The Titans don't have that luxury today. We're not talking they about the guy. We're talking about free agency. I understand that. And what I actually always say about Johnny Smith and why I've doubted the Ferkser Pruitt uh, Swain plan at tight end is because the Titans personnel tipped their hand. They t- they their personnel tipped their hand in what they wanted to do. We knew when Ferkser was in and Pruitt and Swain were on the sideline, most likely the Titans are going to pass the football. That's that's how that works. Anthony Ferkser was the sixth tight end in the NFL in routes run percentages on his snaps. It was a dead giveaway. Ferkser in the game, he's running a route. And, and so when Pruitt and Swain were in the game, it was way more balanced. The best thing about Jonu Smith is he did not tip your hand with personnel that he could line up everywhere. They could run with him lined up as a tight end. They could run with him lined up in the slot. They could help toss the ball to him out of the backfield if they wanted to. But Jonu Smith was a disguise chess piece in the Titans scheme. And they didn't have that last year. And if you sign Mike Gesicki for a lot of money, John who got 12 and a half last year, inflation, Gasicki's going to get that or more this upcoming year because he had more yards than John who did the year before. So if you bring in Mike Gasicki, you are still tipping your hand with personnel. And so if you're going to sign a bigger name free agent and tight ends, you have to get somebody who is more of a blend, who won't tip your hand like Gasicki is behind. Let's just be honest. Who's a reliable resource that can catch the football behind A.J. Brown? There's not one. And so, Zach, just because And the you know Titans who's have- the most reliable? Uh, Mike Gesicki is a reliable resource. He plays a ton of snaps. He's always on the field. He can catch the football. And when Julio goes down with a hamstring week three again, at least you have somebody who can actually can- – they would have killed for Gasicki last year. They didn't have anybody who could sniff Gasicki's jock last year. That was the issue. And you know what? Injuries happen. I, I, I'm not predicting any injury for Julio Jones, but I wouldn't be surprised. He's just getting older, and he is not as reliable as he was. Yeah, He's going to be on the roster probably. But you, you you need that. It's a huge, massive drop Zach, off. I, nobody dis- Zach, nobody disagrees that the Titans were asked for the Titans this past year, and they have to upgrade that position. But thank you, Ken. Uh, Austin giving us the main reason why the Titans need a guy who can do both. It's insane to put our the Titans in the same situation and expect different results. Sure, you might upgrade the talent from Ferkshire to Gasicki. I think it's a big upgrade in talent, but you're still not fixing your overall problem, which is the level of predictability that your offense was at last year. So if you get different guys who don't tip personnel and scheme, that helps there. Also, uh, another comment I wanted to get to um, as well. Keelan says, Austin, you said draft the tight end. Zach is saying you don't have time for a rookie to develop. 
Oh, you got to do both. You're going to have to go sign a free agent tight end and draft a tight end because you get zero on your roster right now who have any NFL experience because all three guys who played last year are undrafted free agents. So you can get value, and they did it last year for blocking tight ends, right? But you, you have to find a cheap again. blocking listen, tight end. Listen to, the, listen to this next bit that I'm about to say. Tight end number one needs to be able to do everything. Tight end number one needs to be able to be on the field in multiple personnel groupings, in multiple formations, and lining up in those multiple formations, whether it's the end of line, the H back in the backfield, or in the slot or out wide. Tight end number one has to do it all so you can have your base offensive personnel be more flexible and less predictable. Mike Gesicki is not that. Mike Gesicki in the Titans. We have to think, what is the Titans offense right now? What's it going to be in 2022? A lot of number 2022. Well, well, what did we talk about two weeks ago, Austin? We talked about the evolution of this offense and having to get out from under just run, 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 pass. Correct? Did we not? We did at some point, and I, I think it's. I think it starts to shift in twenty two, but it makes the full wow, shift. A great, in a great way to to start to shift is with number right. eighty eight, the sickness. All right, so Zach, I have three other tight end free agents who I believe fit better with the Titans uh, and what they want to do offensively than Mike Gesicki. But first, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go get to get your next ride, whether it is the Hyundai Sonata, in which I own, or the Elantra, the Santa Fe, which is a smaller SUV, or if you want to get a little bit bigger SUV, the full-size SUV, the Hyundai Palisade. They also got electric cars on the way. Wilson County Hyundai is where it's at. Vehicles are tough to find. Search online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com or go visit Payne Bone and his team. They will hook you up with a great ride, a great deal. Fuel efficient and cost effective. Those are the two things that you want when you're going to buy a car. Hey, and plus, they got luxury. We both, Austin and I, have test driven that Hyundai Palisade. It is sleek, it's got third row seating, all the bells and whistles, everything you need at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with. Uh, your first uh, bet after your first deposit. It's a great way to jumpstart your bankroll. Zach did it. I did it last year. Um, we're having a lot of fun with BetMGM every day. It, it's a great time in college basketball right now because the regular season's winding down. There's a lot of teams who are playing for uh, postseason seeding spots, and a lot of teams who are mailing it in. So uh, you can win some college hoops uh, bets right now with BetMGM. So download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports for risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's after your first deposit with your first bet. So, Zach, you like Mike Gesicki as a fit for the Tennessee Titans. And, and I'll, re, I'll, I'll go over the stat again. So, Mike Gesicki, of his routes that he ran, he led the NFL in routes from tight ends, not from the inline position. So, the inline position is right next to the tackle. We all know the, the traditional tight end. Mike Gesicki ran 434 routes, either from the slot or from out wide. He only ran 45 routes all season long from the inline position. That guy might as well be a wide receiver. Uh, So that's 91% split out, 7% in line. 
Uh, then you have a couple other random outlets. I also want to mention this because you didn't necessarily watch the Dolphins this year. Besides Devontae Parker, who only played 10 games, we all know about Jalen Waddle. Waddle had a great year. Can you name a wide receiver on the Dolphins besides Devontae Parker? Preston Williams. Yeah, and you know what Preston Williams did? Not much. <laughs> Preston Williams didn't do diddly poo. Zach, Zach. Preston that, Williams, no, you know how many yards he had all year? Not many. 71. Okay, so I named a deep cut Dolphins So wide you're receiver. sitting here talking about routes run. They didn't have anybody. They And they were playing from behind. I watched Zach, this team. Mike Gesicki can't block. That's the reason. You didn't have so anybody to throw to. Zach, you could so, name, you can, Zach, name the guy who cut the, 71 yards. Dude, you can run routes from the inline position and be effective doing it. The NFL is doing that a lot these days. You don't have to split out wide to run route to also, throw to somebody. Do you not realize what I'm saying? They didn't have anybody else to split out wide that was worth a damn. Zach, Zero. Is, okay, what, what does Tua do best? Throw over the middle timing routes. That what that's Mike Kosicki can do that from the inline. He can't block. Let's be real about this. Mike Gesicki is a subpar blocker in the NFL as a tight end. The Titans need those guys to block. And again, that's insanely lopsided. If it was like 75 and 25%, then maybe I'd give you the, they were behind a lot and didn't have a lot. But 91 and 7%? It's they had so a blocking ridiculous. tight end. They already had a tight end to oh, do that. Okay. Okay, so let me get to my three other options that I think are better fits for the Titans in free agency. Because, yes, the Titans need to sign a free agent tight end, and, and they also need to draft a, a tight end in this NFL draft. I think it's a pretty solid draft uh, in the middle rounds for the tight end position. So I want to say one thing before okay. you get to that. If there's one guy to teach somebody to block, it'd be Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel can get his ass, get, get the pads on, strap his, strap those pads on, and, and let's work. Let's go to work, coach, right? If there's one guy to do it, I actually would believe that the head coach would be Mike Vrabel. So right, there can so be improvement. Let's, it doesn't let's mean remember, that he will never be able to block. Let's remember my philosophy, which I think lines up with the Titans' philosophy. Titan one needs to be able to line up in all types of different formations from different spots. And Mike Gesicki does not do that because of his inability to be a average blocker. He is a well below subpar blocker in the NFL. That has been established over the Do you believe years. Todd Downing's philosophy? Do I? No, I believe. No, that's not Todd Downing's philosophy, smartass. That is the Titans' philosophy and because that's what they did with Arthur Smith. They went away from it because they did not have the personnel because they lost Jonu Smith to be the chess piece. And they went with to Todd guy. Downing's philosophy this year. That's not Todd Downing. Dude, what the hell are you talking about? That Todd Downing did not come in and change the philosophy. Todd Downing is running what the Titans want to do under Mike Vrabel, and it's what they've done with Derrick Henry the last four seasons. Todd Downing was just more predictable and not very good in situational play callings compared to his predecessors as Titans play caller under Mike Vrabel. Can I please get to my three tight end free agent options? Please. Okay. So the three guys are, and I base this off of flexibility. The three guys are, one, from the Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz. Now, I'm putting these guys in like the most expensive, and I have them in tiers because I don't know if the Titans can afford the highest end of free agents. But Dalton Schultz is number one. 
David Njoku from the Browns is number two. And my third option is the cheapest option of these three and would be cheapest if you add Gesicki as well. Because I think Schultz and Gesicki are going to lead the market at tight ends. Uh, but Tyler Conklin out of the Minnesota Vikings, I think is a very intriguing fit for the Tennessee Titans. So let me go through uh, the same numbers for these three guys that I have for Gesicki. Because I talked about Gesicki lining up out wide or in the slot, 91% of his routes coming from there, and only 7% of his routes coming from the end-of-line position. So in, in, uh, in reference, Anthony Ferkser was 87% from the slot or out wide and 12% from end-of-line. So Gesicki was even less end-of-line than Anthony Ferkser. So uh, let's start with Schultz. Schultz yeah, but Gesicki's so much better. They they, they obviously that. line just, their tight ends up like that. Uh, nobody's Zach. Nobody argues that Gesicki is better or not better than Anthony Ferguson. But what that I'm is saying obvious. is, isn't he showing? Isn't uh, based on those statistics showing that that Todd Downing uses a tight end outside like he used Ferk, and now Gesicki's so much better. Zach, you're leaning into the wrong thing. The Titans need versatility from their tight end one to, again, not tip the per- not have the personnel tip their hand. So Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys, 54% of his routes came from the slot or out wide. 47% of his routes came from the in line. That's insanely balanced, and that guy had a lot of numbers uh, this past year for the Cowboys. And why did that happen? Well, because they have a lot of wide receivers. They also run the ball. <laughs> Zach, stop. Dude, let me get to the That's things. That's the before reason you... why, though. The Titans need somebody that can prove that can run routes from the end of line, right? I, look, I'm not discrediting your philosophy. No, you absolutely are. You absolutely pre- are discrediting. Well, no, if, if you want to listen, I'll explain oh, it to you. You You want to? I'm not sure. discrediting I'm not discrediting the 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 statistics based on what it is. What I'm just saying is we need to understand the why. You are just throwing out numbers and percentages. There is a reason why these are the way that they are. And it doesn't mean that they will be the same in different situations. But the that- Titans will be slightly different than the Miami Dolphins. The Titans will be very different than the Dallas Cowboys setup. That's what I am saying. And I think that needs to be known. Uh, yeah. Also, what needs to be known is Dalton Schultz is an actual competent blocker uh, compared to Mike Gesicki. So well, not for Ezekiel Elliott because Ezekiel Elliott is no good. <laughs> well, Ezekiel Elliott also had a torn PCL uh, in I, I, October. Yeah, I. I so I, you want to know the situation, man? Ezekiel Elliott had a torn PCL uh, after Week Four. So there's that situation to back up all the situations you throw at me all the time. He's trash. Zeke is is no good. Okay, I mean, I'll stand by that. I mean, he was he was fairly productive. You can go read a to z slash Dallas about how productive Zeke Elliott was before his torn PCL compared to after his torn PCL. Because our guy Matthew Lennox uh, wrote a great piece at a to z slash Dallas exactly on that situation. You can go check it out. Okay, so I'll move on to my second one again. Dalton Schultz is the most balanced tight end in this free agent class when it comes to where his routes come from, which goes back to not tipping your hand with your personnel and having your tight end one be balanced. David Njoku of the Browns, 
his numbers are 44% from the slot or out wide and 55% end of line. So pretty balanced, but flipped to more end of line than out wide. Now here's where you get more unbalanced. The opposite direction is with Tyler Conklin. Only 16% of his routes came from the slot or out wide. 82% came from in line. So that's from left to right. Schultz will be the most expensive and Joku will be middle and then Conklin will be cheaper than all of them. But honestly, I kind of like the Tyler Conklin route because Tyler Conklin was really productive from that inline spot. Conklin behind Schultz played the most snaps of any free agent tight end this past year, 924 snaps. Now he had 61 catches for under six, for like 590 plus yards and three touchdowns. So he was pretty good and he's behind who, right? We know Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen up there in Minnesota, but if you look at if you look at the Vikings setup and the Titans setup, it's a dominant running back. Henry's more dominant than Cook, but Dalvin Cook when healthy is pretty good. A wide uh, a wide receiver freak in Jefferson and AJ Brown with a really good second wide receiver in Thielen and Julio. Julio not as good as Thielen right now, and then you have a quarterback who is prone to collapsing <laughs> or who could put up some decent numbers in Kirk Cousins and Tannehill. But I think that. The Vikings fit makes more sense to me. So those three guys, Schultz and Joku and Conklin, are better fits for the Titans and what they want to do than what Mike Gesicki is. Look, I understand the route that you went, and you yeah, went with fit. versatility, huh? Yes, team with fit. What? Team and schematic fit is the route that I went. Well, look, they changed their, their scheme. They changed everything last year. They, well, they went wide receiver heavy, and they didn't value their tight end. That, that was com- something completely different and than they've ever done. Did it work? Did it? Why did it not work? They because didn't have their did. best running back for most of the season. So, I mean, I mean, that's one of the reasons why it didn't work as well. Correct? Sure. It didn't work. They, Zach, they were too predictable. We bitched all season long about how predictable the Titans were. Why were they predictable? Because of their personnel. That's why they're predictable. So their personnel think, has to improve. I think that Gesicki, it all comes down to now cost, right? Because you named, and look, I, I applaud you, for you brought three guys to the table from higher salary to lower salary. Where are they going to go at this tight end position? Are they going to go value with Conklin? Or are they going to spend the money with Schultz or Gesicki? Look. You got three guys. I'm kind of more towards one. You got more odds to uh, for for the Titans to actually grab one of your three than right, Gesicki. Yeah, I got more plays out there. Sure. So, but I but I do think that Gesicki is wanted. I also think he's got the connection with Tannehill, who's going to be here. He, so if he lobbies for him, I don't know how that works. Yeah, but that was also one year when Tannehill was, you know, on his way out of Miami and Gasicki was a rookie. So I don't know how you get how you handle that one year. I mean, it's there. Just it depends could be, on the relationship. How does the guy yeah, work? We have no, Is the guy a good locker room guy? Can he be reliable? Everything that I think, I believe that Gasicki is, uh, the Titans like. He has that makeup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but these, hey, the th- three other guys are interesting. And, 
I watch, look, I watch every single Cowboys game. I know the value of Dalton Schultz. Schultz helped Dak Prescott in a lot of situations. And I, I guess my one thing with Schultz, can he get open if there is not that distraction of CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and all the other wide receivers, right? He made a lot of big plays because he was wide-ass open because all the other DBs and safeties were, were concentrating on the deep threats. I thought he's solid, though. Uh, you know, I think for Joku is more similar. The Browns' offense is more similar to the Titans, right? Run first. They are Chubb first. They are Henry first, right? So maybe he thrives a little bit more in the Titans' offense because it would be similar. And then I, I do think Conklin is interesting. Can Conklin give you the offensive production that you need if Julio cannot? Well, and, and here's my thing with Conklin. If you if you decide to go the Tyler Conklin route in free agency, then what do you have to do? I think that ups the priority of tight end in the draft, right? Because Conklin is way more of an inline guy, but he's still a solid receiving threat from that inline position, which is what I think the Titans need. The Titans think- need that. So I don't disagree with that. I think the one thing that is tough for this particular year, if you're going to value a tight end in the draft, when normally, at least in my opinion, you usually get a pretty good value tight end in the second round. Third round tight ends usually take an extra year, if not two to hit. And first round tight ends, they are less abundant, but they can be dynamic. The Titans don't have a second round pick. So to get that value at that position, you have a Super Bowl window. You have to take advantage of it now. You don't have the luxury to draft Janu out of FIU and give him a couple of years under Delaney Walker to come into his own. It just doesn't work like that. So that, I think, is the problem with this particular position. It, look, it's tough, but you're going to have to do both. And we both think the Titans have to sign a free agent tight end. When you look at the tight end rankings – uh, for the draft class, you have guys like <clears throat> like Trey McBride, Colorado State, Jeremy Rucker, who somebody brought up uh, from Ohio State, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. Like Ohio State, Wisconsin, those are good like tight end uh, universities, right? Where the, you know what they're going to do, and they can do a lot of different things. And from everything that I've read early about this tight end class, is <clears throat> there's not there's not um, the elite prospect in this class. Like there's some solid prospects in this tight end class, but there's no Iowa tight end. Who's going to be a first round pick. There's a bunch of mid round guys. And so if you go the route of Conklin or a Joku, then, then you can go mid round guy who is more a specialty type of tight end to help you out immediately and have them and pick their role. Right. Have them their limited role where they can shine and do what they do best as a rookie while you have this other free agent guy. Yeah, and I mean, Kyle Pitts was the unique situation last year because he was the elite tight end who was wide receiver, whatever. But there's a huge drop-off after that. I mean, Pat Firemuth from from the Steelers had a solid year. He, but where he was drafted... uh, if I remember, let's see. He was drafted second round, 55th overall. Tommy Tremble had like less than 200 yards receiving uh, for the Panthers, right? So like there's a huge drop-off. And that's why I say 
tight ends, you got first or second round. If you don't have that first round pick, like you mentioned, the Iowa prodigy, you're going to have to go find that value at the second round. The Titans don't have a second round pick. So it makes, yeah, this is a position of value for the Titans this, this off so, season. So let's, let's talk about the value, right? Cause I, I do want to get to you guys' opinion on my three uh, and I, and I'll bring up some uh, projections uh, on potential cost of a couple of these guys, but which of the three free agent tight ends that I brought to the table, do you like the best for the Titans which of these three free agent tight ends that I brought to the table, Dalton Schultz, Joku, or uh, Tyler Conklin, do you like best for the Titans? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yes, that is fbhp.com slash A to Z. I have made the move to this health plan for my previous health plan, and, man, I'm already reaping the benefit. They've got over 200 locations in Tennessee. And, look, I am telling you the truth. This is real I did not know what Farm Bureau Health Plans was going to give me after my health assessment. I didn't know what the rate was going to be. But compared to my old plan, it's better coverage at a better rate. I'm saving 20% every single month. I have better coverage. I've got a better deductible. I've got vision. And I also have, I can go get my teeth cleaned. I've got an allowance for that. No, nobody uh, previously I had to pay out of pocket for that, for my previous health plan. I'm telling you, take a look at it. If you've got a, a family, a young family, if you've got, if you're, uh, if it's just yourself, if you're self-employed, this is a great idea to just take a look at 30 minute health assessment. Then they give you a quote and then you start to realize, wow, this is a much better health plan than I had before. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. Pretty easy. You download the app in your app store. Then you punch in that promo code ATOZ Sports. Make your first deposit. Minimum $10 deposit. That's all it takes. And then your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Awards issued at non trouble Free bets for site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee. Redline at 800-889-9789. So I'm asking you guys the question, which of the three tight end prospects that I presented would you like the most? And those three, again, are Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys, David Njoku from the Cleveland Browns, and Tyler Conklin of the Minnesota Vikings that I think are pretty solid fits for the Titans. I I left one guy out of this because I want to save his conversation for later. But I do have a fourth free agent tight end that I like that I'm very intrigued with. Uh, He also has a Nashville connection. But we will uh, talk about that at a later date. But what's the chat saying, Zach? So uh, it's mixed, which means it's a good question. You've got some uh, Jokus from Timothy, Corey, and Gabriel, a couple of Schultz. Delo says Schultz or bust. Kazuma uh, uh, says Schultz. We've got uh, Joku coming in. Schultz or Gasecki. We don't have time to waste, uh, so doubling down on that. Conklin coming in from uh, Jacob. Can I wish for Schultz, but be happy with Conklin from Danny? You can do whatever you you want, Danny. Do what you please. That's kind of the best part. Uh, I would be the highest on Conklin from Bobby. And Max says, rather have Hayden Hurst. What is your thought quickly about Hayden Hurst? 
there's a reason why you didn't put him in this. Uh, because he I mean, fits, he honestly fits what you're trying to do, right? A guy who can do both block and catch, has experience, good guy, fits kind of the Titans' personality. Any reason for not for excluding Hayden Hurst? Uh, he didn't play a lot of snaps this year. He was he was a part time. He played in 13 games this season, so he missed four, but he played only 410 snaps which is just 14 more snaps than Anthony Ferkser. So, again, I'm looking for tight end one who can do it all. And I don't know if Hayden Hurst necessarily fits that. All these guys that I brought up, Conklin uh, Conklin and Schultz led free agent tight ends in total snaps with 994 for Schultz and 924 for Conklin. And then Joku was you know down a bit. He had 670 snaps in 16 games for the Browns. So, and uh, Gesicki played the fourth most snaps with 828. Yeah, in 17 they didn't have games. anybody else. There are other guys that had 71 yards all season. <laughs> right. So uh, I also left guys off like CJ Uzama. Uh, you know, there's Evan Ingram, who I don't think is a fit. Then there's OG Jeff Howard. Swain. Jeff Swain played 719 snaps. Um, Durham Smythe, which is the other Dolphins tight end. Yeah. That was the guy who's blocking. Because Gasicki yeah, yeah. can't. He can't block. Well, no, like, he wasn't asked to, dude. Because like, he can't, Zach. No, because like, he was not asked to. Because he, he can't. The Dolphins, he, he couldn't. Because he can't. Because he can't. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah. How do you know that? How many Dolphins game did you watch? You say absolutely he cannot block. You've you've that was that's his that's his reputation. Down. His reputation as a wide is as a receiving tight end. No, his Coming reputation is State. that his team blows because he has no but two has nobody to throw to. That's what his reputation is. It's not that he cannot block. Okay. I think that is he is, I, I he think is that a, is false. He is a very underwhelming blocker. That is his reputation. They don't ask him to do that. I, if you don't, because if you're not asked to do a thing, something, then you don't have the ability to do it. If he was a great blocker, then they would ask him to do it. He, nobody's claiming that he's a great blocker. Be quiet. Are you kidding me? Nobody said he's a great blocker. You are saying he cannot. Yes, that is he a com- is an, there's he is polar a, opposites. He is not a competent blocker from the tight end position in the NFL. He that was not rep- asked to do that. So. Let's look at skewed numbers because, I again, that's why I'm here is to not skew the numbers that you throw out. Schultz, here's the drop-off. This is probably why I'm out on Schultz. Schultz was targeted over 100 times this year. You ain't going to be targeted 100 times or even close to that in the Titans' offense. So I don't think that his skill set benefits what the Titans do with his price. He's not going to get 100 targets. He's just not. He's not going to get over 800 yards either. He is reliable. I talked a little bit uh, about previously about why he got all of those yards within the Cowboys offense. Joku is, is interesting because, as I said, Chubb offense, Henry offense, love to run the football. That is a value, I think, of the Titans, plus more respectable. He He's a, a talented tight end. But I honestly, for I guess what we're saying, not what the Titans will do, what we think they should do. Out of these three tight ends, I think that the Titans will value Conklin the most because he's played a ton of snaps. He does block. and mm-hmm. But are they willing? And I think the Titans probably believe in Julio Jones more than I do. And so they are saying, look, we don't need that, that Schultz type or Gesicki type we need Conklin, 
who out of these three guys blocks the most. Now, I personally think that Gasicki will help their offense tremendously because I do think that we'll have a, probably a drop-off of Julio because he's not reliable. And then after Julio, it really drops off. So you supplement that. I think you go in and get a very lesser uh, blocking tight end and you can go out and get a receiving tight end. It's the whole concept of they put three bums together and got bum performances all you just need is a guy who can block. I understand your philosophy on offensive philosophy. I do understand that. But I do think that Gasicki can be a better blocker than Austin thinks. But my answer out of those three, probably Conklin because of the value. You won't have yeah, to pay as but, much money. Right, because let's look at the, you know, Zach's favorite thing is the uh, the spot track uh, projection, oh, no, right? Spo. Spo don't know. So – just for reference, right? Not the Bible by any means, but for reference, uh, the calculated market value for Dalton joke. Schultz is 12.6 mil. That's a lot, right? The market value for Gesicki is 11 million a year. Uh, then you look at uh, Joku, who's is 6.7 million dollars because he is. Uh, I mean, this is not his second contract. He is. He's well, actually. I guess it is his second contract. It feels like he's been around for much longer. He's a fifth, he's a fifth year option guy, but a lot cheaper than Schultz and Gesicki. I did see this is where I, I would double down and say Spo don't know. Joku's gonna get a lot more than six million dollars a year. <laughs> that is that is a bad, bad Spo. That's not the point. I don't want to do this again. Please. I, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to have this conversation with you again about what the purpose of the market value number is for. Sure, somebody will probably pay them more than their market value. That's how free agency works. All but I we're said, just trying to get a ballpark idea and of I, what I, this I, I don't like. disagree with the Schultz and the Gasicki. That is probably a closer to the ballpark figure. I am saying that Spo don't know Joku. That's what I'm saying. All right, sounds good. So uh, I also think Conklin is the best fit for the Titans. I think it's a, it would be a really solid signing. Then they could use a third or fourth round draft pick on a, a more of a receiving tight end threat. They also need a wide receiver in the, in the draft as well. And then you have AJ Julio Conklin as your base uh, personnel guys. And then you can have a third wide receiver or a second tight end to fill out that lineup for the most part as your, your go-to personnel. So that is, I would go with Conklin because he's going to be cheaper than all of them. Although the guy was really productive last year. So maybe Tyler Conklin will get more than we're expecting too. He's not going to be like cheap. He's not going to be Ferks or cheap. Ferks was 3 million bucks last yeah, year. Yeah, nobody's going to be Ferks or cheap. But so what I, I'm saying, you go out and get a blocking tight end that's Ferks or cheap, and then you go get Gasicki. That's what I think. And and look, your tight end position is done. And you look, you're going to have more money because Harold Landry's probably not going to be here. And you're probably going to spend your first round draft pick on a pass rusher. So that's again, we go through. We, it's February. There's 23rd. a lot of dominoes. We're go through a, lot a lot of, of dominoes. A lot of dominoes. But I do think that Gasicki. If you're down with the Gasickness, I think you can get to. Uh, uh, you can help Tannehill not throw three picks in a playoff game. Because you know who's going to be – he's going to be targeted instead of NWI, don't know, oh, no. 
pick, you gonna be targeted to Gesicki. Sure hands. Yeah, I, I mean, we think... can make t-shirts down with the Gesickness. If that if he goes to the to, to the Titans, those things are flying off the shelves. Marketing genius. Well, you can use that for the uh a different team. You can, you know, we'll open up A to Z wherever Gasicki goes. Oh, well, we'll just make Smo, Spo don't know off-season shirts. <laughs> Those yeah, things are so obsessed with that. Like, it's so ridiculous. The, the real ones know. The you're a cartoon character. Know. I swear you're a cartoon character. And that's where it says, it says Spo don't know, but in the back, right on the tag of the shirt, right on the back, it just says the real ones know. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Let's wrap up the show with throwing shade to get your shade ready. We're going to throw shade, but first let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. The professional landlords in the Nashville area, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. A lot of different ways they can help you out. You and your family can create extra cash flows by renting out your property instead of selling it. You build long-term equity by owning that property instead of selling it. And then long-term equity can help you get retirement plan ready. And Renters Warehouse literally does everything for you. You don't do anything Renters Warehouse does it all from the taxes to the pricing to the tenant finding, the maintenance calls, and everything in between at RentersWarehouse.com. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. You can see right there in the middle of the screen. Also, subscribe to our YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button right now. And uh, we got tons of content going out, including a little self-shade on a Wednesday. All right, time for Throwing Shade. We wrap up our our Wednesday shows every week with Throwing Shade. Do you want to go with your – actually, I'm going to throw my shade first, and we'll read some comments. So if you have shade, go ahead and get your shade in the comment section, and we will read it. Uh, But yours seems more interesting. Um, So I'm going to let you go last. So my shade is actually something that my wife brought up last night. So – Streaming services like Netflix and you know everything else that's come out are binge purpose like their purpose is to binge, right? Is that you sit there and you watch the entire season in like two nights because that's what you want to do. Now, streaming services are going back to what TV used to do. Is that oh, new episode Thursday night, or we're gonna release the first three episodes today and then the next three episodes in two weeks from now. God, it's just like, this is not what we wanted. We wanted to be able to binge you and we, I get it. Like my wife was like, I get it. It creates conversation to have it spread out like that. It helps the buzz. Yeah. What's going to happen, right? Yes. I get it. But damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. We went to your streaming service to binge, not to have to watch one episode and wait for the next episode the next week. Cause we've been doing that all of our lives before. So that is my shade today. I, I look, I'm watching, uh, weirdly enough, I'll say this on Hulu, uh, Tom and Pammy or Tommy, and, Tommy, Pammy, uh, Tommy and Pam, the, the, and it's actually Seth Rogen is in it. Th- those are really tough, right? When you're playing a character that we all know, like I, the actors, I mean, Pam looks exactly like Pam and Tommy looks pretty much like Tommy and their mannerisms. It is actually a pretty good. Plot. Who is Tommy and who is Pam? T- 
Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Oh, oh, oh it is yeah. about the sex tape that they had that was stolen from their house and how it was leaked. And, and if you hadn't seen the sex tape, I'm sure you can go find it. But that was all found and sold on the black market back in the 90s when it happened. And so it kind of goes through that. And it's based on a true story of how the uh, basically Tommy screwed over the guy who was renovating his mansion. And so the guy who was renovating his mansion stole his safe. And so, and but it's released. They, I think it was just released last night at midnight. So I didn't watch it, right? So, but that does drive me crazy because it, the the series is not over and you just got to wait, keep yeah. waiting. We already want, we already, we've been doing this. We didn't come to you streaming service to wait till next Thursday for the next episode or whatever the hell. Um, let's see here. Aaron says, my shade is on the local weatherman saying today and tomorrow is ISIS coming. I didn't see Aaron, you can't throw shade on the guy for telling you what's happening. You can throw shade on, on weather, but you can't throw shade on the weatherman. It's not his fault. Uh, Yeah. That's why people are weathermen. Oh man, I didn't know. Misplaced shade from Aaron. Jeff is essentially throwing shade at the Juwan Howard oh, situation. Oh, Jeff throwing shade at a Michigan situation. Oh, yeah, I'm go, so go figure. Ohio, Ohio State Jeff. You God. know, I actually thought throughout the entire situation, first of all, here's here's one thing I do have to say. He didn't that was not a punch, people. The first thing that was thrown out on Twitter was, oh my gosh, Juwan Howard just threw a punch. That's not a punch, people. And and that is so typical internet Twitter is to twist things that are not true. But the thing is, is there's a video right there to show that it wasn't a punch. Yeah. I actually think that they probably suspended him adequately. Would you, Five what would games, you call it? A swipe that an open hand slap, but I it mean, wasn't really a slap. It was more like a, like a, an aggressive, like grab. <laughs> it was like a, it wasn't a punch though. It, no, it was not. I agree with you. It's not a punch. It was like a, it was like a, you know, it was like a, and Jeff says it's like a cat, like a, like a cat claw. Like that's kind of what it was because his fingers weren't like open hand straight. It was weird. So I, I do think adequate five games. He gets to coach in, in the, the big Still game tournament. You know, you get on with it. Um, Nick says shade on Amazon prime for paying for me, paying for it. And then asking me to pay for most movies on there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how Bezos is on his new yacht, you know? A lot of weather. Uh, Bezos shade. is in space. <laughs> he went, the, the yachts last decade. Uh, let's see. Tiffany says, shade to the patient who complained about the active CPR being too loud next door. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm fair. sorry for the extra noise we were saving somebody's life our bad that's fair we'll, we'll think right. about your convenience next time all right shade on myself and actually austin it goes to the shade that you just said and it has to do with a netflix series mm-hmm. and shade on myself because i do watch bad television i mean tommy and pam ain't the greatest right so I fully admit I watch Survivor. I've watched reality television shows. I like bad television because I make fun of them. I also watch a ton of intervention and cops and all that other stuff. But I just started watching a new show recently, and it is the most cringy show. So shade on me for watching it, but shade also on this show for being the worst, the absolute worst. It is called, and I guess this is the second season of it. I did not see the first season of it. 
It is love is blind. So the concept is you have, let's just call them what they are, desperate people, desperate men and women who haven't found their loves and they want to find love. So they go on this reality show. This reality show is they put them in two separate rooms. They cannot see each other. All they can do is communicate. So they just talk back and forth and they, they, they try to just get on the emotional level. Yes. Here's the bad part about the show. They think that in seven days, they're going to find the love of their life. And so the show forces these people, the guy, to actually propose, to actually be, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. These people don't know what life is. Half the people in America don't know what marriage represents. 55% ends in divorce. And they just think, oh, when they you talk about marriage, it should, the concept should be forever. People don't know what the hell forever actually means. They're like, oh, well, I can get out of this in five years or 10 years or 50 years. They still, they think that there's an out. This dumb ass show thinks these dumb ass people actually think that they're going to find the love of their life in seven days without even looking at the person. It is so ridiculous these relationships don't will not last, guarantee, will not last. And the people are losers. They are freaking losers. Loserville. They cannot, com- they struggle with communicating. That's the reason why they're single for this period of time and other problems, or they're socially inept. They are losers. Therefore, I am a loser for watching <laughs> this trash, and I fully admit it, and there's shade on myself. Cringeworthy moments where I have to look away and say, did this guy actually say that? Like, I'll give you an example. Close, open your ears and then close them. I, I don't want the example. This dude, oh my gosh, this dude's last word before, like, he proposed, girl he hadn't seen, and he goes, I can't wait to feel up on your booty. That's what he, he, he actually said that. He said that. Like, dude, do you not realize that you are a loser? God bless. So you can watch it if you want, but get ready to cringe. Shade on me for starting it. I I don't hate the idea of the psychology of gaining an emotional connection behind a closed wall. I like that, but just... Have Don't the seven, have them engage. Yeah, just like, okay, now you can start dating. <laughs> but, but it doesn't hit as hard, right? Like reel the show back. doesn't reel, work. Yeah, reel it back. Reel it back. The show doesn't uh, work as bad. Well, but that's you're exactly right, Austin. It should be like, okay, now let's get to know each other a little bit better. Let's live together or let's oh, go, share go, a meal. <laughs> go share a meal together and see what happens. But they're literally, but they're talking to each other like, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. You've never even seen this person. NV says, Zach, I'm confused. Do you like the show or not? <laughs> I know. I hate this show. But, but you hate watch it. I hate watch it. I hate watch it. So bad. Yes. I, yes. So I'm glad I got that off my chest because I watched. I can't watch. I can only watch about. Sometimes I can't even complete an episode. Like I watched one last night. And I started to watch the second one just to, because it concludes what, you know, they leave you with a teaser. And once I got that, I was out. 
but I will f- probably finish it. Oh my gosh, these people. So that's my shade. All right. Solid Wednesday show. Lots of uh, tight end argument and then bad TV shows at the end. So we will, uh, we both threw shade on shows, I guess. Uh, so we will see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday. A to Z Sports Live on a Thursday. Buck will be live tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime, 8 p.m. Central Time. Also, check out the podcast network, A to Z Sports Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you later on. Appreciate it. Adios.